a word from yourself that might actually just, um, just lift us and inspire us and encourage us and challenge us. As I've been praying throughout this year, there's been one particular verse that has just, just stood out uh, during that time. And it comes from 1 Samuel 12 and verse 24. And it says this. It says, Above all, fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. I think what a great uh, verse uh, to, uh, to reflect on this morning as we, uh, again, just remember this incredible milestone, this momentous milestone in the life of this church. As I said, as we've heard, it's almost 50 years since the church was officially constituted as the Kalanga Baptist Church on the 7th of December 1969. However, our history goes back even further than that. In fact, as far back as 1963. And today, as we gather to celebrate over half a century then of a distinctly Baptist Christian witness that the people of this church have had for God in this local region, we remember that it doesn't just end here within these walls and this local community, that God has actually used the people of this church to indeed through various gospel partnerships to extend that ministry out across this country and across the world. We have much to celebrate and give thanks for. And as I was reflecting, I just, uh, you know, history has its various landmarks. I mean, tomorrow we, uh, remember, we have Remembrance Day, where we remember where the guns fell silent on the Western Front at the end of World War I. History has lots of landmarks. And with regards to this church today, there have been many landmarks over the years. The very first Sunday school that met there in that CWA hall in Kalanga those many years ago. The acquiring of land there in Andrew Street and the purchase of the first building. The day the church was officially constituted and the change of name in 1978 to better reflect the region in which we are called to minister. Of course, we remember the relocation of the current site here at Og Road, the various stages of growth here, the building of the first meeting hall, this particular auditorium, and to see that this place was, was pretty much built in, uh, in a, over a weekend is just amazing. Uh, it was said it could never be done, and uh, you know, just uh, a testimony to, uh, to God's people there. Of course, there we uh, had the additions of the back hall and the purchase of more land, becoming debt-free, and now we come to our 50th anniversary. And I believe landmarks are indeed a great opportunity to take time to reflect and to refocus. It's essentially what Samuel is doing here with the people of Israel in 1 Samuel chapter 12. Here in this particular chapter, we, read, we, we see that uh, the people of Israel have reached a significant and pivotal point in their history the history of God's people. And Samuel is the last in the line of judges, those civil leaders who had exercised leadership, who had led God's people as they continued to settle in the promised land and live according to God's ways there in that, uh, in that country. And right now we see that, that Samuel is about to make way for a king to lead the people. At the, at the people's uh, behest, they have asked for a king like the surrounding nations, and King Saul is about to take over leadership from Samuel. But as Samuel uh, brings the people together, as, as this particular significant and pivotal event starts to take place, Samuel calls the people together one last time 
in order to impress upon them the absolute importance for them as the people of God to fear the Lord, to above all, to only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully. Although the people had asked for a king to rule over them, Samuel had wanted to make clear that ultimately it was God and God alone who they needed to put their hope and trust in to put him first in everything. We can put our hope and confidence in all kinds of people. We can put our confidence in all kinds of resources and things like that. But first and foremost, we need to remember that our confidence and our hope and our trust must always be first and primarily in God, our God. You know, it's noteworthy here in this passage that Samuel gathers the people at a place called Gilgal. We see that in 1 Samuel 11, verse 14, where it says, Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal and there renew the kingdom. This is incredibly uh, intentional on Samuel's part. Because Gilgal was a location that the people of Israel had first entered into the promised land. We read about it in Joshua chapter 3 and 4. And it was here at Gilgal that Joshua had ordered the, uh, that a memorial be set up consisting of 12 stones, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. The, uh, the stones were to be taken out of the Jordan River and set up on the other side there near Gilgal. We see that we read about this in Joshua chapter 4, verses 19 to 24. Allow me to, to read those few verses for you this morning. This is what Samuel is, has in his mind as he, uh, as he speaks to the people of God. Reflecting back on, uh, on Joshua's time, he says, The people came up out of the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. See, whenever anyone came across this particular pile of stones there near Gilgal, then uh, they could remember God's faithfulness, or they were to remember God's faithfulness to his people, how he indeed dried up the waters of the Jordan River and allowed his people to cross over safely on dry ground as he did like uh, at the Red Sea back in Moses' time. And this memorial was also to remind the people of why God had acted on their behalf. And it says, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty and that the Israelites might fear the Lord their God forever. That was the reason why. And Samuel brings the people back to a moment in their past to remind them again of God's faithfulness and to impress upon them afresh God's purposes for them. And today we are to be reminded of God's faithfulness to us, and we have been, but we are also to be reminded of God's purposes for us, to love him with all our heart, soul, mind and strength, to love our neighbour as ourself, and to be about his great mission in this world of making disciples of all nations. 
So historical landmarks like the one we come and remember and celebrate today in the life of this church are a great time to take stock. They are an occasion to look back at where we have come from, to look back and to see God's hand at work and to consider again the great things he has done for us. But to be encouraged by that as well. But we should, you know, when we come to this such an occasion, we should see how God has moved in the hearts of people. Like, for instance, Reverend Percy Walter and, the, and, and Pastor Malcolm Steer, who first encouraged a number of children in, the, in Kalanga to attend Sunday school. We should remember and see God's hand at work in the lives of people like the Siddonses and the Pelds and the Smith families and others who, under God's direction, came together to form the Kalanga Baptist Church. We should see God's mighty hand at work in the provision of, of the block of land in Andrew Street and the old Petrie Courthouse as the first church building and how God would later provide the block of land here in Og Road to become the current ministry base of North Pine Baptist Church. Of course, these are all great things to remember and reflect on, but they are not the primary reason we, we, we give thanks Samuel reminds the people that God's greatest work on their behalf was in making them a people for himself. In 1 Samuel 12, 22, he says, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Of course, none of the history of this church would have been possible had God not first moved and redeemed those pioneer families along with the countless others who have made up the church here at North Pine Baptist Church over the years. Of course, he's done that through the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul reminds us in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, for by grace, for by the grace of God, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, but it is indeed the gift of God, not a result of works, so that any may boast. Of course, we reflect, of course, on passages like 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1, where we remember God's goodness to us, where it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us, that we, that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. That is the greatest thing to celebrate and remember today that we are indeed the children of God. And of course, in Romans 5, 1 and 2, where it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I pray each and every one of us today can rejoice and praise God that we stand in that grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and we can rejoice and hope, each and every one of us, in him. God has proved faithful in the life of this church because God has been faithful in the lives of the people who make up this church. Think of how God has proved himself to you in his grace and faithfulness. How he has redeemed you with the precious blood of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. How he has proved faithful to you over and over and over again, never leaving or forsaking you. 
how he has blessed you through the various ministries of this church, through its Sunday services, through its music, through the preaching and teaching, through the prayer times, through the connect groups, through our kids' zone ministry and our youth groups, through play groups, through the men's and women's ministry events. Think of how God has blessed you through the different people of the church the various ministry leaders and pastors, those who have been there for you in your time of need, those who have mentored and encouraged you in the faith, those who have worked behind the scenes so that you can benefit from the pleasant and clean and functioning facilities, those who have given tirelessly and sacrificially of themselves and their resources, and those who pray for you without you even knowing it. All these ways in which God has blessed each and every one of us and continues to do that. As we look back, we are to make sure that we also look up and give thanks to God for his grace and mercy and faithfulness in all these things. But in looking back and remembering, we need to also keep in mind this that it is important that we don't get anchored back there in the past, that we don't stay in the past. Because sometimes we can look back at the good old days, so to speak, and get downhearted about the present. Things just aren't the same as they used to be. But if we're to live in the past, then we can become a hindrance to what God is wanting to do in the present and in the future. It's important that we continue to keep our eyes on God and where he is leading, more so than what we have seen in the past. Landmarks are also a great place to assess the present. Here in 1 Samuel 12, the prophet points out to the people that they had taken their eyes off of God and that instead of trusting in him, they had trusted instead in King Saul and his leadership abilities. We see that in verse, verses 19 to 21 of the passage where it says, And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die, for we have added to all our sins this evil to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid, for you have done all this evil, yes. Yet, you do, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside from after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. God says, or Samuel says to the people that they have taken their eyes off of God and they have trusted in other things, empty things, Samuel says, rather than God himself. And in our day-to-day lives today, folks, we too can lose so, we can quickly lose sight of God and his ways. Busyness. Busyness can consume us to the point that God quickly fades from our minds and from our hearts. Our vision can quickly become filled with material riches and a chasing after them, believing that they can give us security and satisfaction and meaning in our lives. We can also become so focused on religious ritual of attending church and being involved in ministry, and yet our hearts can still, even in the midst of that, be far from God. The encouraging thing that Samuel reminds the people of here in this passage, though, is that, and it's a great comfort to us, is that even when we do get our priorities mixed up, even when we do get our eyes off of God, Samuel reminds us that God will not forsake his people. 
Even when we forsake him, he never forsakes us. We only need to admit our sin and our unfaithfulness and God promises to forgive and restore us. This place called Gilgal where Samuel has gathered the people together. The name Gilgal actually means the reproach has been rolled away. It signified for the people a fresh start. Regardless of the failure in the people in the past, even regardless of the failure of the people there, even in the present time, God was reminding them that with him a fresh start is always possible. We need to keep that in mind because as we continue on in serving God in this place, there will be times where we will fail him. There will be times where we will get our eyes off him and, and, and seek to put our hope and our trust in, uh, in people or in the buildings or in the programs and the ministries and things like that of the church. God says we need to remember that we need to keep coming back to him time and time again, having him as our focus. And when we do get it wrong, we can come to him and find forgiveness and a fresh start time and time and time again. Because finally, landmarks are a place to look forward, to reset our bearings and to make sure that we are staying on the right course, to rededicate, if you, if you like, ourselves to God and the purpose he's called us to. Samuel urges the people where he says, only or above all else fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. That serving faithfully, serving God faithfully with all our hearts requires a choice on our, on, on our behalf. It requires a choice. It's the same choice that Joshua put before the people at the end of, uh, at the end of his time as the, as the people were coming, going to Christ, were, 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 uh, had entered into Canaan. Joshua says this in Joshua 24. He challenges the people. He says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in, 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 and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, then choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and for my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, it's a choice as to who we are going to allow dictate the course of our lives and who we are going to serve in our lives. That choice, of course, is not just a one-off decisive, perhaps life-altering one, although it needs to begin like that when we first put our faith and trust in Jesus. But no, it is one that is made in the day-by-day, hour-by-hour, sometimes minute-by-minute decisions in the various circumstances and situations that we find ourselves in in life. One well-known Christian speaker in an address to ministers highlights the practical implications of this type of, of consecration when he says, you know, to, and this is a US kind of illustration, so you'll need to forgive the, uh, the, the, the US connotations here. He says, to give my life for Christ appears glorious. To, to, my, to pour out myself for others to pay the ultimate price of martyrs, to, to pay the ultimate price of martyrdom, yes, Lord, I'll do that. I'll do the big things for you. I'm ready, Lord, to go out in a blaze of glory. He says, we think giving our all to the Lord is like taking a thousand dollar bill and laying it on the table and saying, Here's my life, Lord, I'm giving it all. 
But the reality for most of us is that he sends us to the bank and has us cash in the $1,000 for quarters or even for 20-cent pieces. And he calls us to go through life putting out 20 cents here and 50 cents there. A visit or a phone call, a note or a word of encouragement, the making of a meal, the taking time to talk or pray with someone, the giving, a smile, the giving of a smile or an appropriate hug, the, the doing the not-so-pleasant jobs that others avoid, the serving those who treat us poorly, all the while asking Jesus to shine through you so that people will be drawn to him and praise him. This is the constant and faithful Christian life. It's not the, the, big, the big acts and that sort of stuff. It is the day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, spending of our lives for God, little bit at a little bit by little bit, time after time. God's words to the people of Israel given through the prophet Samuel here at Gilgal are not just the prophet's words to, to God's people back then, but they are indeed God's words to us today. Above all else, above everything else. Think about that for a minute. Above all else, above all those things that we consider dear and precious to us in our lives, our families, our wives, our husbands, Our jobs, our material blessings, whether it be houses, cars, whatever. Above all else, God says, fear me and serve me faithfully with all your heart. Over the past 50 years in this church, there have been those faithful followers of Christ. Who have made that choice to fear God above all else, to hold Him in the highest regard, to have as their ultimate aim the goal of pleasing God first, to be in awe of Him and to submit themselves to Him in every way. Were they perfect? No, they weren't. They made mistakes as we make mistakes. Yet they persevered and they trusted that God would use even their feeble and flawed lives to accomplish his plans. And today we are reminded of the legacy they have left, but most importantly of the great God who sustained them and blessed them. So let us today continue to consider the great things God has done. But more importantly, let us look forward to the great things he will do as we, as his people, day by day, hour by hour, and minute by minute, spend ourselves in faithfully serving him with all our hearts. Amen? Let's pray. Lord God, we... Um, we just want to pause before you right now. And Lord, as we've looked back over the years and we have given thanks to you for all that has taken place here in the life of this church, 
the church that started out as Kalanga Baptist Church back there in 1969 and it came to be the North Pine Baptist Church in 1978. Lord, we just want to first and foremost acknowledge and honour you in all your faithfulness, your grace and your generous provision. Lord, it's good to look back. But Lord, most importantly, you call us to keep our eyes firmly focused on you. But not just our eyes, Lord, our hearts. And that is the challenge for each and every one of us today because there are so many things that tug at our hearts, that want to, that, 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 that vie and compete for our allegiances and our devotion in our lives. Lord, as we've been urged by your word today to above all else fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart, may that be the desire in each and every one of our hearts as we go from this place. As we look to the future and as we look and to, to, to trust in you and for your leading and guidance into what you will have for us, Lord, may we go into that future with, our, with our, that firm commitment in our lives, whether it be here in this place, whether it be in, in other churches that you've called us to, Lord, whether it be in our local community, whether it be in our neighbourhoods, in our homes, in our streets, in our workplaces, no matter where that may be, Lord, allow us to above all fear you and serve you in those places, minute by minute, hour by hour. <clears throat> 